Hello, friend and colleague. It's Nikki from Full Voice Music on our podcast show today, episode 171. We are talking about a very common opportunity for many vocalists, and that is singing the national anthem. Now, this is a very unique and high-pressure performance opportunity, and my special guest, Karen Michaels, has strategies for teachers and performers. Pedagogy and performance takeaways right here on the Full Voice Podcast. Hello, welcome. Thank you so very much for pressing play on the Full Voice Podcast, friends. My name is Nikki. I am so glad you are here. I have another amazing, informative, and incredibly helpful podcast interview today. And uh, for those of you who are uh, familiar with our podcast and listen to our podcast, you know that Karen Michaels is our social media expert. Karen has been helping us navigate social media uh, in our studios, of gosh, probably for at least three years. I'd have to go back and look. Um, She's a dear friend, but this conversation was inspired by an opportunity that happened uh, at the um, National uh, Convention in Chicago. And full disclosure, I think you can tell from the podcast that Karen and I are highly caffeinated. (laughs) As anybody that's gone to a national convention knows, just there's so much going on and so many things to take in and you do need a lot of caffeine uh, to make it through. So, but um, Karen, uh, Karen not only is a brilliant social media expert, Karen also teaches piano and voice, but she's also a seasoned professional performer. And she lives in the land of performances, which she's in uh, the Las Vegas area. So I thought she would be the perfect person to talk about preparing students or maybe even ourselves for singing the national anthem. This is something that comes up a lot. I can look back on my career and think of many students that I helped prepare for that. It's a wonderful uh, it's a wonderful repertoire that I think everybody should have in their um, in their book. And we often don't think about it until the opportunity arises. So this is a very informative, wonderful, funny, um, you can tell how tired I am in this interview, but a really great interview. And I want to thank Karen. Now, before I welcome her to the show, I do have to tell you, friend and colleague, if you are listening to this podcast at time of release or around time of release, uh, we are, it's the beginning of November. uh, Our annual, the full voice annual song sale is happening November 18th to the 28th. That is 20% off of our song downloads and off of our digital PDF songbooks and off of the songbook backing tracks. If you are looking to enhance your repertoire library for your studio with some incredible songs or songbooks. Now is the time to do it. We only have this sale once a year. And uh, I want to shout out to all our composers who have given us such incredible music this year. And I want to shout out to all the teachers who are sharing the beautiful work you are doing with your students with our songs. We just got 
through Halloween. And I've seen singers from around the world using... Uh, what's that sound? Zombie Cat and Dark and Dingy, Wolf in the Forest, of course, our free resources. So I want to thank you for those of you who make our resources part of your studio. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is the one time of year that we like to uh, not only show our appreciation to our teachers, but also show our composers some love. And we do love our composers. So friends, the full voice song download sale. November 18th to the 28th, mark it in your calendars. Don't forget, if you're on our newsletter, you'll get friendly reminders. But otherwise, oh, and by the way, you do not need a coupon. Just go to the website, fullvoicemusic.com. And now, let's bring on our good friend, Karen Michaels. Welcome back to the podcast, my dearest friend, Karen Michael Michaels. That's what we call you from Chad Michael Michaels of Blades of Glory. That's hilarious. <laughs> One of my favorites. <laughs> so, That's excellent. Um, it says a lot about me, I'm sure. Uh, anyhow, I, I wanted to, a really unique opportunity came up for you and, and some of our dear friends Ooh, here yes. at the convention. Yes. And it made me think of a, a something I've wanted to talk to you about yes. on the podcast. So. We are taking a departure from social media, although okay. you are an amazing social media human, oh, and you. I would, wouldn't be able to survive without you. But today we're talking about singing national anthems, mm. something that is a thing that we oh, do. it's a thing. And I have much experience. I, I actually, for the longest time, did the national anthems at the racetrack. Oh wow! How yeah. fun! And when I had we had different versions. We uh -huh. had like a a three part harmony version of yes. Old Canada, but I also did it as a soloist. And yes. it, it literally was the like easiest gig. You showed up. Oh, it's great! You went to the side. Yes. You. They said, "Are you here to sing the national anthem?" They usher you out. They introduce you. A minute later, you're done, and you walk off the stuff. Now that sounds. Deceivingly simple. It's that weird, right? Everybody right. thinks, oh, you just do a show. You and just sing. do it. But Please. you <laughs> had this amazing opportunity. Yes. Uh, to sing the national anthem at the Chicago Cubs baseball at game. Wrigley Field. Wrigley what Field. is happening? Holy crap! And I, full disclosure, I tried to like snag like a uh, tag along, but because just just so I could take a picture and of say course. to my son Noah, who loves baseball, I'm in Wrigley Field, and he would have like died a thousand oh, deaths because he devil. hates the Red Sox, uh, and they were playing, and the they Red were playing the Red Sox. Sox. Yes, that's so, hilarious. But. What a great opportunity. Now, this is something you've done forever. I have. I'm so, and I think you know, so I have, as a business owner, I have multiple streams of income. One of them is obviously performing. Right. I sing, I play piano, I sing with uh, Dangerous Curves, my vocal jazz trio, mm -hmm. and then, and I live in the land of corporate events. Right. I mean, the land, right? So, I have sung... Uh, the Canadian National Anthem, honorably. It was so, Ooh. what a beautiful honor. And the National Anthem at 6 a.m. Goodness gracious, Ooh. Lord of mercy. Ooh. I know, right? So, I, so I've done that. Um, the girls of Dangerous Curves, we've sung for the NBA, the WNBA. Wow. And for our um, minor league, we have a minor league team. Oh, interesting. In Vegas, the Aviators. And uh, we actually have another one of those coming up. And um, we've sung it for um, like 5K, the 
one of the big charities in our mm-hmm. town. We've sung for their 5K. And, and it's, you know, this is a rangy song. It's a, it's oh, an, my goodness. It's an octave plus, uh, is it a fourth or a fifth? One of those. Mm, yeah. uh, I'm trying to picture the piano right now. And it's, so it's very rangy. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's very funny. It starts on the five, yes. which people think, you know, if you sing in the key of G... You do not start on G. You yeah. start on D, right? right? So a lot of people don't remember that. Obviously, now I'm speaking specifically about the United States yes. National Anthem. Yes. So um, there, it's a tricky thing. And it's because of that um, and because of the great opportunity, that is one of the regular things I teach in my studio. And it's unaccompanied. Like when you do it... All most, the time. All the time, right? So we're talking about like if you're singing with Dangerous Curves, it's three-part arrangement. Three-part yes? arrangement. Acapella, I, I, we've never done it with a right, and I never sang with a, with a company. Never. I, 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 well, yesterday I did, but <laughs> well, yesterday that, and and those unique moments happened, yeah, and yeah. it was lovely, by the way. Thank you. Um, yay! Um, so, but most you, if you can do it, of course, unaccompanied mm. and stay in tune. Mm, that's that, important. That's the ticket. That's a wonderful lesson, by the way. It's a fantastic I lesson. I have done that with like a, a lot of my students, uh, like my older students. But I yes. think that is a wonderful yes. uh, goal to yeah. have for your singers in Absolutely. your studio. Is can you sing? The na- do you, oh, do you know what key you that's, sing there it in is. the national anthem? And how would you get your pitch if that's there was exactly no, right? That's scary. That's, that's it is. And and even you know, yesterday, for example, so at Wrigley Field, what do you think was happening right before that? They were entertaining the crowd. So music, music, and more music was <gasps> being played. played. Music. So, so that gets in your head. It gets in your head. <gasps> so I have um you know, there's pitch pipe apps. I have a little piano app, literally. I have that app, yeah. yeah, on your phone, and we played it. And then, as our little group, we wrote, hmm, 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 just right. to each other, and yeah. and it was, you know, it was fine. And um, but those are the little things that you. It's all those little extras mm-hmm. that, um, in addition to. This is a critic. I call it critical mass mm-hmm. practice, which means you can wake up and just start singing that song. Yes, because you practiced be it so in. deeply. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to say about the pitch thing. One of the um, I've had to sing the American national anthem, mm. and I agree with you. It is challenging. Mm-hmm. But one of my favorite arrangements of it mm. is when the ensemble started it in unison. Oh, sing yes. and you, and, and then, then the chord hit. Yeah, that was so beautiful because mm. you, you lock in, yes. right? And, yes. I've, and I've had the similar thing with oh, oh Canada. I think one of our arrangements was like, oh, the first beautiful. line is like, Oh Canada, and then, our home and native land. Boom. But then we would come in on the true. Oh, how beautiful. Yeah, so singing in unison together when, the other thing too, mm-hmm. tell, tell everybody about the echo. Oh, and so Wrigley, it's so funny. Every stadium is different. Right. So when the, the girls and I just sang for the uh, WNBA at Mandalay Bay's um, arena, and it, it, it's it's tremendous. It slams back in your face. Right. It slams back. And it's like a two-second delay. And it's a two-second delay. So it's a very odd sensation where... And this is what I tell everyone. What you want to do is you want to utilize the sound, have awareness of the sound to help keep you in tune, Mm -hmm. but you can't listen to what's going on. Right. You utilize it, not listen. That's a very nuanced thing, but... I know. And it's hard for kids. I know what you mean, though. It is It's hard for kids. It's hard for kids. And I am so honored. Two of my 
young ladies too. I, 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 I'm so lucky. I have the greatest students. Two of them are singing for the NBA this summer. They, oh, they auditioned. Wonderful. There was like 300 kids that auditioned and they, they picked about 20, I think it was. And, and two of my girls are doing that. And the NBA, we, it's the Thomas and Mac, I believe center. Um, they, the names kind of changed. So I'm like, right. it's Who that knows? big one Who on that one the, street. Who on knows who owns the building now. But, um, that, blowback is a that echo back is really really big so and let me ask you did you guys get a sound check we did not right and that's the typical i've never been able to check the sound i have we it's been both okay when we did the nba the wnba at at mandalay bay we but but the problem with that is we went at 4 30 and sang at you know 635 i think it was yeah so you're there you and know the, the, and the arena's empty at the time and the arena's empty so it's and you don't hear the crowd noise or anything right and it's and the blowback is a little worse so then you're like stealing yourself or mm. you know but but so that that's a really interesting factor um and of course in the studio we practice on the mic so that they really understand because it's such a big song yeah. right that you can over sing Oh, and well, you exci- hear that all the time. And the excitement mm-hmm. of, I mean, what, even yesterday, I mean, I've sung the national anthem, I don't know. I, I'm going to, dare I say, hundreds of times now, what sure. a blessing. And But I, here I am in Wrigley Field. I'm standing with my colleagues from the National Association of Teachers of Singing, and the crowd is looking at you. It, it's, <laughs> and, and all I can think it's of was, overwhelming. the alto part is no. The focus, Karen. <laughs> I mean, I okay. think it's the melody, but it's the alto part ever the focus. Well, I right? think it's the most important part, but oh, whoops! Thank you. Me too. That's my part. Yeah. But you know, so you have to like. There's those kinds of things where you really have to tell yourself not to oversing, not to overlisten to that oh, yes. blowback. Now, Wrigley Field's blowback was very small. Really, it was outside. Okay, it's, right. It has that, you know, obviously it's, it's an open air. So that right. was fantastic. Plus, the great thing is, you know, awareness before you're about to sing. Because I was listen- we were listening to the organ. We were listening to announcements. And I'm oh, all, okay. That's a good tip. There it is. There's, there's what, about tip. what we're going to get. Yeah. So that was great. I, I really, I'm really glad you brought that up. Because uh, when I, when we were, uh, when my studio was in the church and my kids would sing with mm. the band in the studio, mm. I mean... Again, a, a, not a huge church, but a big church. Mm-hmm. And that whole, just mm-hmm. that, the echo a in that A lot of echo in room. churches. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I didn't do in the beginning, but I do now, is like, I need you to just hear, can you tell me where you hear the sound? Like, where do you hear it coming mm-hmm. from? Right? Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that was that was very helpful. But you're right, that's a great tip. When you get there, and, and even if it's just the announcement. That's right, you're going to get at least an indication. Right? So listen to that announcer who's talking and just get a sense of, okay, I can really hear it bounce off of yep. there and bounce off of there. That's a really great tip. Thank you. I remember the first time singing at the racetrack and like mm. you're facing the big stadium, right? Yep. It's also open air because the, yes, the, the yes. track goes around you. But I remember like, I remember getting out there and it was our first time doing it. And we're like, Oh, <laughs> we're so nervous. And then it was like, like you can hear the bounce yes. back. We all looked at ourselves and we were like, "Wow, yes, we were not ready." For right, this. and it was well. 
wasn't that we were ready. It was like, at least we acknowledged that yes. what we were about to hear is not going to be as helpful as we thought. Exactly. Right. It's really interesting. And the, I'll tell you, so they always, um, I teach that, they practice it. It's a great warm-up. It's a, yeah. yeah, it's just a great semi-occluded war, um, yeah. warm-up because yeah. it's so rangy. Yeah, and the other thing I do, mm-hmm. you have to know it in three keys. Oh, that's what I do. For one, that's great for the brain. It's really great work for the brain. And I tell them, here's the truth. That 6.30 a.m. gig mm. I had, yeah, that was not going. My my go-to key is F or E. Mm-hmm. No. I did it in E flat. Yes. Because what was the goal of that point? The, the goal with the National Anthem Friends is not to sound like whatever Carrie Underwood in the, you know, the, the big football Super game. Ball. In the Super Bowl, <laughs> right? No, that... She's wonderful. All of them usually that do that are wonderful. That's not our goal. Our goal is generally to, it's to bring a meeting to order. It's to begin a game. It's to, you know, to center ourselves. And so your gorgeous performance should be focused on what you're giving out. And so if the best key is a half step down Mm -hmm. because it's 6 a.m. in the morning. Right. Don't be a, yeah, you're not going to. You're not going to want to enjoy yourself. You're going to be incredibly stressed out. Exactly. I'm really glad you brought that up because I, when I was asked to sing the national anthem here at the convention, mm-hmm. I was under the impression that I would do it unaccompanied. But then I learned mm. that I had an accompanist by an email. And, I, and now I know, I, I, I know Torin and he's lovely. And I said to him, uh, oh wow! I had no idea I had been gifted an accompanist, mm-hmm. and and he was wonderful. He was like, "Do you want to go over it? Do you want to sing it in the room and oh, stuff?" Great. And then, but then it was, oh, by the way, I do it in G, and he's like, oh, oh, well, I have the score here, and it's an E flat. Holy crap! That's a big difference. And that's I a was minor like, third, and he was, a he's like, third, right? he's like, down or up. Well, down, right? Oy. And he's like, well, you know, for the baritones. I'm like, damn you, baritones. No, Come on. Baritones are just tenors that can sing lower, right? <laughs> that's what they are. That's, that's I, what's going on. Actually, there. some of my favorite singers are baritones. I love that range. That my, that's my husband. Yeah. Is it? It yeah. is. And, and then he has that pretty falsetto. So sometimes oh, I, I want nice. I'm like, really, babe? That's the, really? You have a bigger range than me. But don't you okay. hate that? It's okay, like, how dare you? I'm, I'm gonna embrace my alto ness, my tenor. <laughs> I mean, I, I just sang tenor. You know, I sing tenor a lot, but but um, yes. Yeah, so going back to that, I not only is it good for that musical brain th- mm-hmm. to have it in three keys, um, and that is and and it's so cute. Um, one of my girls that was working on it, she was like, "Okay, let's work on the next key," and I'm like, "Oh no, we are not changing keys until after your gig." Oh. Then we're going to add it in because that muscle memory, like yes. she's too, it's too muscle new. Memory, yep. She's too young. It's too new. Yeah. And so I told her, no, this is a, I said, I'm like, honey, this is a process. Yeah. I'm telling you, we're going to learn it in three keys. Not today. Right. Right. You That's start with that point. major. We figure out which key is the best. And I have, uh, it's a, it's a fabulous, uh, I should find the link so you can put it in, um, Samuel Stokes, is it, maybe? All the keys are just sitting there. He has shared all the keys of the National Anthem. So in the beginning, of course, I play along. Yeah. And then, so my little process is, of course, do you know the straight melody? Then I play along Mm -hmm. while they sing. Then the next step is, 
I only play at the at the beginning of each measure. Mm-hmm. Then I keep deleting what I'm playing. Oh, so you give them less and less support. Less and less support, and they say, and then that way, because you know, going from accompaniment to acapella, that feels it feels stark. It feels very empty to the yeah. singer. I like that you're giving them a gradual approach. Exactly, and, them, and then and and that can even happen depending upon the level of your student. Mm-hmm. That can happen inside of one lesson. Sure. Um, but, and then my other favorite thing to do is any of my students that have done the national anthem or have practiced it multiple times, they'll come to the lesson. Okay, I'm ready to work on my audition song. Great. Let's warm up. And then we're doing the national anthem first. Crickets. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I, I didn't practice that. I know, that's why you're here. Right? It's okay, that's why you're here. <gasps> you because know, honestly, sometimes I think lessons are just forced practice. It is! they don't do it. And I, I've it made is. peace with that. Friends, make peace with the fact that yes. sometimes your students need you to guide them yes. and make them practice. I don't do a proper yoga practice unless... You're in class. Somebody mm-hmm. is... Standing there mm-hmm. watching me. I mm-hmm. I will do some stretches, but then like my mm-hmm. brain's like, hey, you've got some things to do over here. Like mm-hmm. I just we so, like it's not it's not a bad thing. No, it's and I and I especially with children, right? Yes. So let if, them build their own practice process yeah. and system. Yeah. I and because I tell them my goal, my my advice to my students, Nikki, is your goal is five to ten minutes a day, mm. uninterrupted practice. That's all I'm asking from you. Mm-hmm. If your mom says dinner in 15 minutes, that's a great I one. I do that too. I always say find a time where, like, before bed or before yep. dinner or after dinner. Maybe right. maybe mom or dad delays dessert. Right. Well, I'm going to get your dessert ready. Go practice. Go, Go practice. sing your songs a few times and then come be exactly rewarded with that. some ice cream. But five minutes a day. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially for our young singers. I, I mean, uh, I don't want to do the math, but right? So that's 35 minutes a week. You're that's great. however many times <laughs> minutes per month. <laughs> 35 times four. That's a big, that's like 120 something, right? Or 130 uh, something. No. I don't know. <laughs> but, but right now we're, I mean, but think about that. Yeah. That's adding up to 30, 60, 90. That's adding up to over 100 minutes of yeah. practice a month i think it's helpful it's great it's helpful to like it's much better in smaller chunks yes. and our brains work better with that right they like do. smaller they do. chunks of practice d- distributed throughout the week that's is right. far better than the crash practice before the lesson that's just garbage it, it's garbage it's just like that kind of studying it's just silly right, right. and what i love that happens and this has happened to i hear it over and over again is the parent will tell me well, I delayed dinner because they sat down and practiced and then they were finishing the song and I could, they were having a great time. And nice. that five minutes turned into 14. Nice. Or 20. Yep. You got to find those moments. It's, it's hard. It's great. Now, I wanted to ask you, mm-hmm. do you, like, because your singers are doing, like, big professional events. Cool. Do you have to do the, do you have to do, like, an audition tape sometimes? Oh, they went and auditioned. Oh, they went and did so live auditions. They went and did a live audition. Wow. It was such a great experience for them. Yeah. I, I'm loving how my town is so much. They um, Because, you know, again, we're starting to even be the land of sports events. Yes. And so to give, you know, the NBA comes through and it's the summer league thing. Yeah. They have two games a day. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. They have wow. two games a day. So, not every day, but many days they have two games. Mm -hmm. And so what a wonderful opportunity for 14. I mean, I, these two girls are 14. They're wow. young singers, wow. you know. And so um, that's fantastic. Yes, I have my professionals, and they are, they're the ones doing often the corporate events. Or um, we, ha we have, um, he's not my student, but the, the gentleman who was the voice of the Raiders. Oh, that's wow. his gig. Wow. He, it's craziness Actually, I, I, and wonderful. I, 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 that made me think of when I, when we started doing the, um, national anthems, we, you know, mm -hmm. like if in, in some cases they would have, if there were American horses <laughs> racing mm -hmm. that day, then they would have the American national anthem. Oh, how cool. But they had like a, a different person sing yes, it, right? Yes. And it was interesting because we we ran into some performers. That's right. like a big part of their income. They they Absolutely. are like they go from like this this event to that event to Absolutely. that event. Absolutely. And I mean, oh, I'm not. This is what I wanted to ask you. Do yes. they get paid? The NBA ones are not paid. Mm -hmm. Many of the ones that I do are paid. So like corporate gigs would be yes. definitely paid. Corporate are definitely paid. Mm -hmm. Definitely yeah. paid. And then, and then, like when we do the uh, WNBA, they um, they always give us tickets. Oh, that's nice. It's really nice. So, and you know, sometimes those kinds of things are the kind of thing. It not only does it fill your heart, but it makes for great social media posts. Oh yes, yes. And you know, we have, and then the girls and I have, we have a system. We have a beautiful video that. Oh, I was going to ask you. Do you have like a video yep, of you guys? We doing? have a beautiful video that we edited ourselves. Nice. Um, Lisa is fantastic. Um, when, the girl that I sing with, and obvious, and she does actually websites and everything. Lisa is a techie as well, and we put this together, and so that's what we send out. Wow. So we have our little system. Right, and then of course it's it's wonderful uh, that reputation now is um, is quite nice, and so we get called sometimes with that there there isn't an audition needed. We just get the call, and that's really <laughs> fantastic and an honor. And do wonderful. you think that that would be a, a good project for a, a student? Is to like, you know record or have a yes. video like a, I guess I, I mean in Vegas obviously you have but, to but have that. anywhere because yeah. you know getting used to hearing your voice yes and getting used to seeing yourself mm. on video is so difficult even even you know we were all talking about it yesterday oh I hearing myself and looking and I'm like come on come on friends we're professionals but it and it's hard though you know because we uh, uh, and of course we know the bone conduction inside what we hear is not mm -hmm. what the outside person hears all of the scientific reasons yeah but to get used to that as a young singer because it, no matter where you live most college auditions begin Are with the recorded yeah and I'll tell you I work with a couple of agents um, for my pros and half the time we send a, we send a self-tape yeah before yeah. they're driving to LA or before they're getting on a plane to New York or before the audition in Vegas you know I'm glad you brought that up because mm -hmm. I had that conversation when when we went online and mm -hmm. we had to do self-tape recitals, mm -hmm. I, I, maybe it was a heavy-handed lecture, but I was telling my students, like, this is a the skill. Mm -hmm. And I said, self-tape skills are a thing that a lot of studios and a lot of teachers and a lot of singers are already doing. They're already doing it. You know, and it's I, the way of the future. It is. Mm -hmm. Well, and they were doing it before the pandemic, mm -hmm. right? Like, and, mm -hmm. and a lot of my, because a lot of my singers are like, oh, it's this, I couldn't believe how long it took me to get a good thing. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. 
and mm-hmm. and that it's different than a live performance. That's right. Live performance, you get what you get. Right. With a self tape, and I noticed a, such a huge improvement mm. in my students because they were forced to watch themselves. Right. And I had been bugging them. It's so great. Before the pandemic. Yes. You, know, you should really record yourself. You'll you'll really see what I'm seeing because I don't think you, I don't think, what is that line from the movie? I don't think it sounds like you think it sounds. <laughs> so, who yeah. that from? The Princess oh, Bride? I think so. Yes. The Princess Bride, is that what you said? I, I think, think so. so. Anyhow. So, I'm sure someone will tell us if it's not. But, um, yeah, yeah it's no, great. I, I want to thank you for that because yes. uh, when, when you, uh, when you were telling me about the national anthem, I was like, you know, that's a that's a thing that comes up in studios, and I think preparing students mm-hmm. for it really is a unique experience. It's unique like and you, wonderful and exciting and terrifying and terrifying. And, and, oh can my I, gosh! Can I ask you? And you don't have to answer. Have okay. you ever had like a very bad experience singing? Like has things gone wrong, or have you like been like, oh oh? Um. I mean, well, the, the short answer to that in a general sense, of course. Have I ever crashed on something? <laughs> yeah. You're so graceful. Yes. I will say with the national anthem praise, I have not. Okay. The hardest one, I'll tell you, the hardest one, this is when I was like, and key three came into play. I had to sing with a bagpipe. No, you didn't. Because it, it, was, oh. it was brutal. And he was so wonderful. He was like, have you ever done this? And I said, nope. And he was like, so I'm going to give you your note, and then it's very hard for me to fade out. So I'm going to be fading out. You're going to be moving on. Do not worry. You just do your thing. He was so gracious. It was, because they did, they had a color guard. So that's that's the other thing that I want to say. When you're doing these for um, special events, it has to be one minute, 20 to 25 seconds. You can't, like, Bleeding Gums Murphy from <laughs> The Simpsons. You know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 because this often fits into a commercial break. Yes. And or they have a very specific, te- when the televised things are have to stay on, yes, on track. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. A minute 20 to a minute 25. So practice that with a timer. We practiced it with a timer before we went yesterday, or the two, uh, the, it was actually the day before. Mm-hmm. But yes, I mean, what you want to do is... You and if and if you need like the first time I sang O Canada, I had my iPad sitting next to me on the <laughs> thing because Good for you, you know, I, this is someone's national anthem. Mm-hmm. And I told I I mean I was well practiced. I didn't even look at it, mm-hmm. but knowing it was there, mm-hmm. I had no problem making sure that because the most important thing in this sense is not the performance. It's about the execution of Mm -hmm. it. And for the humans out there who are listening to their country's national anthem and thinking all the things that they think. Especially Mm -hmm. if I'm singing, um, you know, O Canada in the United States, that means people have visited, are visiting here. And I I feel almost a bigger obligation. (laughs) You know, so, and by the way, all my students are going to learn O Canada as well. That's that's actually in the fall. Wait a second. In French? I know when you said that yesterday, I was like, oh, should we learn it in French and English? I think yes. Right? Well, and it's interesting too because sometimes we sing the, what's called the bilingual version. So it's you start in English, you sing a couple of yes. lines in French, and then you, you end in English. But you do have both the. I love that. Right? Do you think we should do that? You um, advise me. That's a really good question, and mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm the authority. Um, if. My choice would be to sing the bilingual. Now, yesterday, mm. 
what Nats did is they put up both the English and the French. I saw that. It was beautiful. Yeah. But, and I asked Carol, and she was like, no, just sing. People can choose what they sing. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm leading it. So we were going to do the bilingual version, but everybody was just singing the one. Yes. And I think people thought that we were going to sing the entire French version afterwards, which we did not. Um, so, but that's okay. Like, yeah, I mean, is. we're also in the United States of America. Sure. So I think that they're, you know... I don't believe I ever hear the French version of O Canada at the ball game. No. Just saying that. No. no. I mean, but if, it's beautiful. But if By Montreal the gets the Expos back, oh. then I could probably the, the, it would be sung in French because... Oh. Then well, if they do, that'll be a great indicator of how I should teach my students all French and bilingual. I think yeah. it should be all... I should teach them all French and the bilingual. That would be the smartest. Well, and you know, as a Canadian, I mean, that was one of the things you learned in French class. You would learn the Canadian national anthem sure. completely in French. Oh, and I have to say, when okay. I saw the lyrics, it brought me back. I was like, oh yeah, I know. Oh, I've sung that. I know that. I love that. <laughs> and it's so, I mean, what a great lesson that is anyway for pronunciation yeah. and yeah. phonetics and all. I mean, it's... Again, now we we just we, how many lessons do we now teach in that? That's like three or four lessons yeah. right there, and then those can be revisited because, just like social media, <laughs> you had to get that back in there. Yeah, they're like we're going to talk about social. media. Please repurpose that t- lesson and yes, do it again. Yes, <laughs> I love that, Karen. I want to thank you. I know this is a little off topic, but I was so excited when you uh, told us that you guys were doing the national anthem. Thanks, and and, and shout out to. Gret and to Rob Hyatt, who helped me. Gret um, Gonzalez, who sings with me in Dangerous Curves. Rob Hyatt, who is our arranger for Dangerous Curves, helped me to work out this arrangement um, so that... Because you had five. We had three. It was a three-part. But oh. six singers. So the guys were on one part. Oh, okay. I just did the alto because I just know it. It's easy. And then, um, and then, and then Eden jumped with me and Michelle was our lead. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it was great. It was just great. And so thank you to them for for helping me put that together because mm-hmm. it was what a thrill and an honor to do such a thing at, at the convention and then at Wrigley Field. I don't know. Life is beautiful. Uh, so I was wow. so excited for you. Thank you. And, thank uh, you. I want to thank you for that information. Um, we will have you back, Yay. whether it's talking about pedagogy or <laughs> singing anthems but obviously Wonderful. for social media thanks so much Karen always a, a very special thank you to Karen for that fun and uh, caffeine inspired conversation I know there's lots of great takeaways on there and and, uh, and Karen will be returning to talk about more social media stuff so we'll hear from her later in the year um, I also want to remind you yet again November 18th to 28th 2022 is our annual full voice song download sale. Please check it out. Uh, Enhance your library, get some new music. Uh, Our music is guaranteed to make kids smile and to make teaching easier. So please check that out. And friends, uh, next time on the podcast, we have a returning guest. Jessica Baldwin is an artist and creativity coach. She does beautiful work. And I have to say, her interviews have been very well received. I also got a chance to talk to Jessica at the convention. Here's a clip from our upcoming show. To to connect some of that kind of sensory information to my music, which gives people a little more to latch on to in terms of whether they will enjoy what I do. Mm. So 
as with most writing, mm -hmm. we want to use as many sensory words as we can. That's a common songwriting tool. Mm -hmm. Sensory words help human beings connect to what you're saying. Mm -hmm. So if we're only living in words that are thinky, feely words, and we're mm -hmm. not bringing people into bodily experiences, visual, smell, taste, touch, those things like that. It's a little harder for them to connect to what we're doing. So I, I think this visual experience is just an example. I think foods are actually one of the things we tell people to include Ooh. as well. That's episode 172 with Jessica Baldwin coming up next time on the Full Voice Podcast. As always, my friend and colleague, I'm sending you hugs from Hemford Forest, Nova Scotia. I'm wishing you inspired teaching and as always, happy singing. Thank you.